Want to hear more of Totsky's infamous nonsense ranting? How about Tito's smooth and sensible debates? Well, now you can listen to the Wood Buffalo discussions live on your mobile phone or device with Stitcher, the mobile app that allows you to listen to this and other great podcasts, news radio shows, or live streams all from the comfort of your hand. With Stitcher, you can listen to your favorite radio programs and podcasts anytime, anywhere you want. You can choose from the latest in news, sports, talk, business, and entertainment from the media industry's premier content providers. It's the easiest way to stay connected to the world while on the go. The latest episode of YMM Podcast is always available for you. No syncing needed and no memory or storage wasted. Available for the iPhone, iPad, Palm Pre, Android device, and BlackBerry. Downloading is easy. Go to Stitcher.com or wherever you download your favorite apps on your mobile device. Stitcher and the YMM Podcast, the smarter way to listen to the issues of the Great White North. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the YMM Podcast. I'm Totsky. I'm Steve. We got some very special guests at the dining room table. A couple of podcast virgins, from what I understand. Yeah. So we're going to give them the hazing, the paddling of the swollen yeah. ass. We got somebody uh, coming in via, not even Skype, FaceTime. FaceTime, I not yes. even It's not Ashley or Tito, who couldn't be with us. <laughs> it's, I know, I'm totally new to all this Apple shit, too, so he had to coach me through. But uh, Let's go <laughs> around the table, starting with the, the face, the floating head to my left, and uh, who we got live via FaceTime. That's uh, Matt with uh, Bailey's Pub, trying to uh, work on bringing some amateur comedy back to uh, back to Fort McMurray. Right on, so. right on. Welcome, sir. We'll get right into uh, what you have to offer here in one second. But uh, over to the floating heads left. We got. <laughs> I feel like it's Max Headroom sitting beside me. <laughs> Just don't start stuttering, and I'll say like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> when he trips out, actually, yeah. put on some glasses, Matt, and he, when he starts tripping with the with the feet. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jerry Neville, and I've hosted two of the comedy nights uh, so far. And I'll tell you, man, Matt, the the last two comedians you had, like you need to keep the caliber right there because that's those guys yeah. are on the money for sure. Sweet, that's what we love to hear. Right on. And uh, to Jerry's left is uh, another podcast virgin. Who do we got? Yeah, uh, James Mayland, uh, new to Fort McMurray, and uh, uh, very much want to be part of uh, being able to get up on stage and uh, uh, just. Just infect Make everybody. Make fart noises or just something. Just infect yeah. everybody. 
have that chance to uh, be the center of attention and <laughs> own that pod, own and, that stage, and for be a, while. a jerk. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to Dining Room Table Studios. And as uh, people probably would have guessed right now, we're talking about stand-up comedy and the play, pretty much the place to be for stand-up comedy lately, or pretty much uh, well, ever at Fort Mac. Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong, Steve. Not but. not quite ever ever because like I've I've seen it uh, you know try to pop up here and there. Unfortunately, though, there's just isn't that much of a stand-up comedy culture here, which no. kills me, even growing up. Yeah. I mean, I grew up here in Fort McMurray, and it was a ritual every day after school, man, just for laughs. Yes. Comedy at Club 54, and, like, that was my outlet. You yep. can't get it live in the clubs or, or anywhere around town here, so... Before, That's why I love the fact that it has been successful at, at Bailey's Pub, and I just want to make sure that people really know about it. And that's the biggest thing. Cause it, it, the, the biggest thing with anything in this town, everyone's like, well, I didn't know this existed. Well, now we're going to dedicate the next five hours of straight podcasting time <laughs> to fucking stand-up comedy to make sure people know where it is. And we're going to say it every five minutes, too. But, Matt, give us a rundown on what Bailey's has to offer and, and kind of what's been going on. Yeah, so what we um, what we did is we did our first show back in December. It's been running every month since then. And the way it came about, honestly, is because Bailey's Pub is run by the same group as the hotel, we, we have a large number of guys that are with us for months on end, uh, or they're here for a few weeks and then gone for a few days, always asking us, what can we do around Fort McMurray? What's there to do? What's there to do? We wanted to help kind of fill, fill a void, give these guys something to do, Something that people, like you guys yourselves have said, it's something people want. People talk about comedy. They want comedy. They want a place to see it. They want a place, like James had said, they want a place to perform. They want that stage. Um, so we, we, we started doing a once-a-month comedy show, A Night of Laughs, with the Comedy Factory, which is a stand-up comedy uh, place in Edmonton. So they get us the talent. They, um, they set up the headliners for us. And bring them up. We give them a place to to perform. So that was kind of step one with it. The other part of it is we really we really want to get that local feel, that local talent with it. And that's where, like Jerry said, he's hosted two events. Steve's come in and host hosted one yeah. um, two months ago, I believe it was. That's what we want. We want to grow not only the scene of bringing in the the headliners, the guys from across Canada, the guys from the states. We want to be that place for the the local talent can come and, and do a show we our plan is to eventually get it to an amateur night where you know what come here's the stage have at her have it for a night um and then what, with having having local people host it we also want to grow it so that not only is there a, a local host but maybe we only bring up one headliner from somewhere else we've got a local host and then a local guy actually doing well i guess guy or girl let's keep that open here mm-hmm, <laughs> Doing, You're going to be part of the hashtag soon, Matt. You keep talking like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having some local local guys, like I said, come out and do the do a full 45-minute set before the headliner that we're bringing up. And then, hey, some great talent in Fort Mac. Why can't they headline our shows as well? So what we've been doing the past few months is just kind of a slow growth to see where it's at. We've got some great feedback. You know, the comedians are great. It's a, it's a different atmosphere for a lot of them. Fort McMurray is a different animal. Performing Absolutely. in a bar is a different animal. Yeah, um, some comedians love it. They interact with the, the one that you hosted, Steve. Um, Jeff Leeson, his name was. He loved the interaction with the crowd. 
he threw away his set really and just yeah, chatted. With the he's crowd. got that style where he just works the crowd and uh, fantastically. And, and not only does he do that, but he also manages to bring back everybody that he talked to. Like I meet like three people and I can't remember any of their names. Like five yeah. minutes later, <laughs> and he was able to like an hour into his set just like bring back all these jokes in one monster, and people can't stop laughing. Like they literally yeah. were falling out of their chairs because they couldn't breathe. He didn't give them a chance. Yeah, just one after another. Yeah, so. And it was good when he was rip, ripping on the guy doing our sound too, Chad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, he he had a lot to say about how there there is some comedy that gets here, but it's mostly at just corporate parties, you know. Like, and so that's exactly that it. is what comedians know about this town, and they a lot of comedians I'm I'm sure out there need a little bit of education too because uh, they don't know that there is uh, yeah. you know opportunities now opening up to actually just get with a crowd and uh, kind of have that pub feel. Well, we yeah. We've been craving, like we've been craving, like a, a scene for a while, like just to to go back. Like Steve nailed it on the head with with just for laughs and comedy club fifty four. Like it, it's religious that I went home and watched that stuff, and like to me, the very first person I made that stand up connection with was John Panette, which is why I was devastated when he died because he was the yeah. very first comic that I remember watching, and especially watching too. as a family. My dad loved it, my mom loved it, and they hated the shit I watched. Right, yeah. Simpsons, they were absolutely at war with me about over the Simpsons and yeah. like this is before Family Guy where now they're just like I can't even believe the shit right but this is Simpsons stuff and, and I remember yeah. I showed them it was John Panette and uh, oh my god Jeremy Hotz was the two of them uh, those two just for laugh stand ups mm-hmm. and I think Jeremy Hotz because my buddy drove a Chevette too and he does that Chevette thing where it's like you can't yeah. drive over a dime but I can stop on one right <laughs> and, and I'll never forget those bits because and those are ingrained into my yeah. fucking soul about that was my two very first stand up comedies and I've been glued to it ever since and, and a lot of it with me is the family thing because whenever we used to go to Edmonton because there wasn't much of a scene here we would always spend a night in West Ed going to oh fuck it's been how many different places it was Yuck Yucks at one point it's now called the Comic Strip I think it's been a comic strip, factory yeah. at one point uh, but we've always spent the night there and it's so always wanted to have like a, a scene up here and we've always kind of brought up one-off stuff so, like I know with uh, Winter uh, winter Play yeah. myself and Tito hosted uh, well the candy show was one year yeah that, that was two years ago two years ago I actually introduced you guys that's right yeah because uh, uh, people's always kind of flocked to this podcast as, uh, and I think I was telling you, Matt, right before the show started. People have always flocked to the podcast as kind of like, hey, like uh, James, how did you get with like you emailed me through the podcast? Mm-hmm. How, how did you kind of relate with us with stand up? Uh, just because I heard uh, a friend just said, uh, you know, like are you into stand up? Well, uh, there's these guys that are heavily involved in town, and they have a podcast. And uh, as far as uh, anything that has to do with with film, with comedy, with uh, oh. just trying to bring people together. Well, and, you uh, met that said, one person out there. That's oh, our yeah. one person. That's our one fan. Yeah. It's my mom. <laughs> it's the guy who listens to the podcast every week. Yeah. But, uh, no, and that's awesome because I was Matt, I think Matt was asking the question, but uh, it, people have always kind of asked us about, hey, do you mind hosting this comedy night? Or, hey, I think the first time was the candy show. They were like, yeah. hey, can you do like 10, 15 minutes? And yeah. I'm like, I can't even do 30 seconds of stuff. Like, I got no idea yeah. how to do quote unquote stand up comedy. I got well, no problem I, doing this I and went sharing that the story. Thing too, because, I mean, it was Jerry who, uh, who uh, tipped Matt off. Uh, I'm covering my mic there. Um, who, that I might want to host one of these nights. And, I jumped at the chance. Like it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was right when I was getting into like rehearsals for a play, so I could only do the one night so far. But I didn't know what to do at all uh, either. And it was like two <laughs> two comedian intros, like three minutes each ish. Like you yeah. know, just warm up the crowd, get yeah. them ready, get them primed. 
you know, be the fluffer, as it were. But what do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. Uh, hey, actually, I'm like, uh, I, I started what you did, but there was no knee pads. And just, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'll knee pads would have been a good idea. <laughs> I've got a hole in a pair of jeans now. Um, no, I, it was just I just kind of did what uh, Jeff Leeson did without actually working on the crowd. I just kind of went in without a routine in mind and just told some stories. And well, that's a, that's laugh. all I got for material is I can sit there and say my fucking iPod fucking roses See, story that's that. twenty that's minutes. Some funny shit of people just going this pathetic fucking loser <laughs> and I got no problem sharing that story but I don't know I guess to start all this conversation I, I don't know man I know you gotta go uh, you can finish propping whatever you want to prop no I still got some time and what you're saying Steven I think that's because we're not a, a comedy club right it's a pub that we bring comedy to yeah um, I think that's what works best you know like yeah people are there to drink they're loud some comedians love it some comedians want to just do their set and have everyone shut up yeah. But we bring the right comedians in there who can interact with the crowd. It, like you said, that one, that one that you hosted with Jeff Lee's, and people were literally pissing themselves laughing. Like people were on the floor crying yeah. at how funny this was. Right? <laughs> so yeah. we, we we start getting the reputation that we can that we're bringing in people that are legitimate good comedians. Add that local flair to it, and hopefully we can we can accelerate the building of this and get get an amateur night going once every two weeks, once a month kind of thing. Because our goal with the comedy that we're bringing in now once a month is to do it twice a month is what we want to get to. Um, we used to charge 30 bucks. We've dropped the, t- the tickets to 10 bucks just because we want... We're not... We're not Obviously, we're a business. We want to make some money. We're not looking at, at covering our costs with tickets. We just want everyone who wants to see a comedy show to come. Yeah. And the last thing we want someone to say is, oh, shit, it's 30 bucks. I don't want to go. Well, you know what? Screw that. It's 10 yeah. bucks. Come, you know what? You don't yeah, like it. You don't time. like it. But yeah. Cheap at least movie. give it a shot. Yeah. Why not? You know how did uh, how did you get uh, how did you get thrown into the void there? Uh, uh, well, I, I got initially contacted by the guys at the Stone Bridge to to because I was working at a radio station here in town <laughs> that we won't mention. Um, and I said sure. And, and I've had experience doing comedy. One of the scariest things I did when I was in Montreal <clears throat> was I dared two of my friends uh, to uh, to an open mic night. And I'll tell you that that that's how it all started for me. We we were doing sketch comedy, uh, and if you're anywhere on the net, and if you you'll never find it now, you can take a look for it. Parasite <laughs> TV, uh, all that Steve's stuff. Steve's looking now. It's somewhere. I'm, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not, no, I, I guarantee you, you're not going to find it. Parasite TV is the stuff we did. So I I dared them, and one of the guys wasn't one of the people in my comedy troupe. French was his first language. English wasn't his first language, and he killed it. Like he <laughs> oh, wow. fucking rocked. Oh, yeah, he made fun of his French accent because it was so funny. Uh, I went out there with something that was pre-planned, pre-written, and everything else, and I bombed. I felt so <laughs> bad. There's like the three people who were on the inside of the inside jokes laughed, and other than that, it was bad. So um, what, what I do when I go to, to do the stuff at the Stonebridge is I just tell stories from life like you, Todd. So mm-hmm. like, that, that's where it's all at. Like, my wife chasing the ice cream truck down the road yelling at fucking kids. <laughs> oh, that's my God. Stuff. Like, that's, like, it's comedy gold. Like, you can't get any better than that when you see a 30, 31-year-old woman running down the street yelling at five-year-old kids, I want some ice cream! <laughs> like, oh, my God. It, it, these guys know my wife, too. It, it's... <laughs> So she was, I would have paid money to see that. Yeah, she, well, she was at the last show, so I couldn't tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go when she's not going to be there. Yeah. But Bailey's, I'm Still telling you. Still listen to this one, honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> 
for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, you you guys ha- have a good setup there because the club is long and narrow, but you got a great sound system, yeah. so so everybody can hear what you know what I mean. Like it's not a struggle to listen to what the comedians are saying. It's nice and loud and it's crisp, and and you need that in a comedy club too. So it, it, kudos to you guys for doing that and turning the TVs off too, which a lot of cl- clubs because I've done a, a lot of comedy since Montreal, uh, they don't do that all the time, and that really distracts from the show. Well, I'll tell you right now, we've uh, tried to have uh, YMM podcasts related events and stuff at, in uh, in bars with a specific you know presentation, you know, a show in mind, and they're just like, no, the hockey game's on. Are you, yeah. are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> okay, I guess we're just gonna do our thing over here. Well, we've actually been looking for a spot because I know ever uh, I, I've been wanting to do like a live show uh, of the YMM podcast, uh, kind of like a recurring event, right? And there's been a few uh, places we've approached. Actually, none of them Bailey's, so maybe we'll talk later, Matt. But yeah, a few of them approached and was just, people approached us like, you can set up in the corner and chat all you want. But it, she's like, we're not going to turn the music off. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point? Like, I could just come in here as a patron and just be like, yeah, start, start fucking yelling at the top of my lungs on the chair. Just, just be like, so well, how about this fucking memo. government? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, it's, it's kudos to actually transforming the venue into a, a proper spot because that could be difficult yeah. in Fort Mac. And like you said, though, the, the way that uh, it's set up, and especially since the renovations that happened, what I think two, three years ago, two years ago, two years ago? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. huge renovations went into there. It's a completely different place, and it looks gorgeous in there now. And it's, I love the brick wall. Like it's like a classic. The like, brick wall, fucking right. comedy. It is. I've yeah. seen it done in other places in town here, like a sports bar up in Gregoire in a hotel uh, where they tried <laughs> to do uh, some uh, stand-up comedy in, and literally the I think maybe a third of this table was the size of the damn stage. Like, you could see stand-up comedians, there's no backstage or anything, too. They have to cross through between tables to get to the where the mic is set up, and yeah. then they, like, stand up. They're like, they have no range of motion, and there's so many comedians who don't just st- sit still and yeah. tell jokes. Oh, you know? no. That's it. It's important. It's important for the venue to legitimize the event. Yeah. They, they have to take the responsibility to do that because you don't know... Um, because there is that business um, aspect, you know. There's there's going to be kids that will that's that's going to be their boys and girls club. You know, that's going to keep them that that's going to something that really is going to inspire them, right? So they're going to be coming there. They're going to be buying food. They're going to be you know having a couple drinks and yep. stuff, yeah. getting up on stage themselves. So it's very important for the venues, especially all the open mic nights that I've been uh, going to, is to have that. Uh, you know, dedicated space and to respect whether it's the hockey playoffs or not. Like, uh, you know, it, it's tough because that there's big money on uh, a playoff yeah. night. There's big, well, big money, but but it, you know, sometimes you know the, the, those nights get shut down and hockey hockey's played and it, it comes back on next week. But it's very mm-hmm. important for the the venue to to legitimize that event. So make it a big, make, make it something. Not just your, your amateur comedy nights in the background. Yeah. Make it this is your full on event for the night, right? Because yeah. yeah. I can, I can do. Stand up that's what like, we try to do, right? With 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 having it a quote unquote ticketed event, we want people that are coming in there to be coming in for those those dedicated two and a half hours. They're there. It's, it is a comedy club. We've got this, like you said, the stage with the brick wall. That was that was done for a reason yeah. because that it's a it's a fantastic focal point. Well, because so. I think some people just don't get that. It, like. I think some people see it as so one-dimensional. Like they're like, you you pay the comedian and he does the thing, and then you make some money on some beer and some food, right? Yeah. But 
<laughs> but no, you make it an experience for the customer. Fuck you make yeah. it an experience for the people yeah. going out for the night. That's how you make the magic. Well, look at Verna. 100%. The last one you went to, Verna, like, has been chiming about that oh. constantly. Well, I, I think I dropped one too many F-bombs for Verna. <laughs> I, I think I may have surprised her a little bit because I kind of watch my P's and Q's around Verna. But... Um, I, I kind of let loose last week. Oh man, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you, thanks, thanks, thanks for the free beers, man. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but but yeah, she she loved it, and then it have the karaoke afterwards. Like, yeah. I, it's, you know what I mean? Like, a, a, anybody that thinks that they're funnier than the comedians can try to get up there and yeah. try to sing a tune and go, "Oh shit, this ain't easy." Yeah. 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 So, that's so. like Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling. Those two just go together. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, together. You still got some time, Matt? Or I was gonna, I was gonna. Yeah, I got, I, I got about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was gonna fling it over to uh, James there because I know you come back, you come, you come to us, sir, with some comedy history, uh, and I'd like to hear about it. Uh, well, that was a horrible segue. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> as far as maybe, um, well, I've got a great story, and uh, it, it begins with uh, my buddy John Hill in Ottawa. And uh, he called me up, uh, you know, just one, uh, on a Wednesday night. He says, listen, man, you have to be available on Friday night. And I was like, well, what's going on? And he just promised me. And he's a, he's a writer, so he likes to create conflict. And, you know, you know so he's not going <laughs> to yeah. tell me. He's just like, he wants me to make a promise. And uh, so I'm like, okay, fine. Yes, I promise to be available. He's like, okay, um, you and I are going to escort Mike McDonald to Yuck Yucks. And uh, get to hang out with him, and uh, we'll go. We'll see uh, John Doerr headline and everything like that. I'd be uh, asking who I had to blow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, John, uh, John uh, had met uh, Mike McDonald through his his dad, you know, uh, uh, previous years and stuff like that before. So there was a connection there, and and this was. Uh, quite uh, it was it was during his recovery after his surgeries and, and stuff like that so he was in Ottawa and uh, so uh, we got to hang out with him we went and picked him up and he came over and we hang out and talked about him and like getting writing teams together and putting pilots for you know shows concepts together and then we got in the car went over and saw John Doerr you know perform it was awesome and uh, then the last hour and a half it was uh, you know, it's twelve thirty in the morning, and we're in the Algon Street Diner, which is a classic place in Ottawa. And there I am, and uh, Mike uh, Mike McDonald's describing how he came up with one of his famous jokes, Windsor t- uh, Tap Water, and I'm like, this is insane. You know, like I'm sitting in this place that uh, you know has been here for decades, and he's reciting, uh, and and it's all because of. Uh, you know this guy I, I met as an extra on a movie that was shot in Ottawa like ten years ago. Yeah, and uh, cool. we <laughs> small just, family it, in Canada. It, it just blows my mind. Every now and then I think about that, and uh, and uh, and uh, John Doerr, Mike McDonald went to the exact same high school. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit. Just, Brookfield cool. High School, just strange, strange yeah. world. That is weird. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but uh, no, that was probably one of the uh, you know the, uh, I guess uh, the the kind of. The entry? Yeah. Well, no, not no, not oh, for not, me. Not for you. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, the only boy. I've got three sisters. We were born in Africa. Moved from country to country. You know, I, I needed attention. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have <laughs> friends. <laughs> you make it sound so sexual, though. Was that your entry? <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. We all. Steve said it himself. Who do I got to blow to get on stage here, right? But we don't have to do that. Oh, hold on. And, and I would like to point out as well that is twice now. 
now. Steve has mentioned blowing somebody. So, <laughs> I just, just saying. Just saying. Just, it's like a live episode. Just get a counter going. <laughs> so before you have to go, Matt, let's pimp what we got coming up at Bailey's. Yeah, for sure. So we got um, June 27th and 28th is the next show. It's Friday, Saturday. Um, Brian Stoller is the headliner. He actually won um, Next Comic Canada. Um, so we're expecting a pretty good show from him. So that is, like I said, Friday and Saturday, the 27th. Doors at 7, shows at 8. Tickets are 10 bucks. You can get them at Bailey's or off our website or show up and get them at the door. And then, like I said, it's, it's once a month. It's usually either the third or fourth weekend. Um, so after July, we've got – or sorry, June 27th, 28th. In July, it's the 25th and the 26th. Um, we got the dates August through December, but I don't want to sit here and rattle off dates to you guys. So, um, <laughs> throw, throw them to the website. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, it's all up there. So hopefully everyone can come out the end of, the end of June here and we can uh, really start to grow this, make it something, and, and give, us a, give us a reason and an ability to, like I said, start an amateur comedy night. Um, get guys like James up on stage and uh, give him the floor. So, <laughs> I uh, I think we can work something too in the future. Maybe we can get a few uh, a live podcasts going on too as well. So, yeah, for sure, man. If, yeah, like you said, you're looking for a place to do that. We're we're so up, man. I, I'm opening. I'm opening next <laughs> next. I'm opening next spot. Is that what that is? I got I got yeah. an opening. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, and like I said, we're we're always looking for people to host um, host and and even if people are interested in doing a set. So. Hopefully we can get uh, Todd Ski hasn't hosted yet either. Like like Todd Ski is yet. Uh, Steve, you've been on stage. Yeah. James is a virgin, so James is yeah. yeah. But Todd Ski, I thought you were a big old dirty sleaze bag. You would have been <laughs> up on stage already. Uh, I think the time is coming. Uh, me and Matt chat, and like I said, I'm, I'm a victim of a of a single father right now. But uh, screw it, he, he, he can come in and enjoy the show, right? He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't. No, he, we offer babysitting services as well. So. <laughs> See, oh, now I'm in. Now I'm in. James daycare in the back. Bailey. Don't let that happen. <laughs> right, all right guys, I gotta check off here. All right, but, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we see you guys all out there. And thanks for make, having me be a part of this. For oh, sure, we're gonna you. we're gonna talk bad about you now for the rest of the show. Yeah, I, I know you are. So I'll be listening tomorrow. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. See you, man. For sure. See, see ya. That's really cool. I've never used the FaceTime. I never used it either. I was like, we do now Skype. Now it's just me. No, it's just creepy. There we go. Let's oh, yeah. No, we don't need to see it now. Um, <laughs> but no, like that's, to me, having, uh, I think that's just the next progress into the art scene. And, and I don't care what anyone says. Stand-up comedy is very much an art. Absolutely. Uh, an art scene in, into this town. And a complete lifestyle. Up, yeah, fuck yeah. Stand-up comedians are a whole different breed of human. Like, it's always had a special place for me. And I'm just thinking, I got them all sentimental now because, like I said, like it's stand-up comedy. Like, thinking about John Panette, too. Well, right? John Panette, and, and like I've gone on road crash. trips to Comedy Fest. It's been a dream of mine to go to Just for Laughs, and I haven't been able to accomplish that yet, but it's got to be coming up soon. Have you ever been? Like the, uh, I never went. No, no I, I need I've, to I need I've never to been to a comedy festival. Oh, you've been to Montreal. Ever. I, 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 mean, I was waiting for you to say you lived in Montreal. I was at, I lived there for like eight years, and I never. What? Oh, so you I never swear went. To God, went to Jazz Fest, the Francofolie, all the stuff down on St. Catherine. Uh, never did it oh, just for that. I, I, I never. I'm like, oh, I'll hit it next year. And, and <laughs> I'd walk by on my way to my buddy's house, and be like, oh, that looks awesome. I should stop. No, I'm just going to go to my buddy's. You place. never got like man on the street interviewed by Sean Majumder in no. character or anything like that. <laughs> Although I did chasing Jerry Neville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch them set up for one of those just for laugh pranks. 
prank things. The gags? Yeah. yeah. And that was like, I was like, why, why are these TV cameras? And all of a sudden, everybody goes inside these green yeah. booths. In the, in the corner, like 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 a newspaper stand sort of thing, and they're all shooting from the back, and I'm like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there. no no no. <laughs> Something going down and it's not going to be with me. <laughs> well, it's funny too. You can tell that it's right in uh, Montreal too because like, oh, yeah. it's all cut. There's no audio of the people or anything like that. You well, they're just all a little French, story with like, just wow. for left gags. Like it would always come up back in. <laughs> this is how old I am. It's not even back. We didn't have a guide on the TV. You'd have to go to Channel Two to watch the scroll to yeah. come on. The scroll and the scroll would always say just for laughs. And I'm like fucking right. I get to watch some comedy. Like, with like a over, dot dot dot. Right? And it's just, just like. Uh, and it has the same fucking intro and I'm like here we go it's gonna be awesome and it's the fucking gags and I'm like I hate this fucking show <laughs> until I got until I was on a plane a West Ship plane and they had just for last gags I think like during the like the 30 second fucking uh, 30 second place where they're trying to, or 30 minutes where they're trying to upload another movie and I watched the one where they're sitting at the, the bench and all of a sudden like the potted plant like it shoots up and it's a couple Asians that come out of the, uh, come out of the fucking plant with like with like digging helmets. And they look around and they get out and they scamper. Right? And I fucking died at that one. And that's when gags finally sold me as all right. This show is all right. The thing is, is that it's hit or miss, and it depends on who you are, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd, be, you'd be in a room with three people, and each I've never been to pranks at a different. Gags. I've always hated pranks. Uh, I dig fucking stand up comedy, but I've always hated the pranks. And I guess that's about the style too. There's so many styles. There's yeah. so many styles like. Uh, well, Steve mentioned just quickly. Steve mentioned how the what was it, Jeff? Whoever he was Lisa. talking about, his whole set was talking with crowd. And an, another one that's ingrained in my head was uh, Mike Bullard. Mm-hmm. He this whole fucking Comedy Network presents was him talking to the crowd, and he made one comment. He's like, literally, the whole thing was just talking to the crowd and back and forth. And he's like, you know what? I had this crowd vision when I was writing this, and I'm like, you're not writing anything, man. It's just you interacting with the crowd. You didn't yeah. write a single yeah. thing, but it's a style. It's yeah. a style yeah. of comedy. Yeah. Right? yeah, I met him. Bullard? Yeah. You can pass as him too. Did I ever tell you that? Oh man, don't be. Oh man. <laughs> No, I, I I was working as a DJ in a club in Mont-Tremblant, and they were about to charge him cover, and I went, no, no, that's, no, don't charge him cover. That's like the opening line of a novel right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, sorry. And, and so I, I, uh, they're all, because everyone I was working with was French, and they didn't show Late Night with uh, Bullard on open CTV, mic, yeah. o- o- open mic there uh, in, in Quebec. So that's why he was in Quebec. And so I'm like, no, no, take him over to the corner. They're like, I don't just take him to the corner. Like, don't take him. Like, don't put him in the middle of the fucking room. Like, yeah. for God's sakes. Uh, and they're like, who is this guy? I'm like, he's got a TV show in English. Like, just, just, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. So, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it's the different styles. Like, yeah, there's so no, many of them. You know, I, you, you know the whole thing. Uh, there's the, the snooty people in the art gallery and going, that's not art and that's not yeah. art. And, oh, impressionism and all that and stuff. And, yeah. There's so many different styles, right? And there, there's the one-liner guy. There's the guy who's going to stand up. He's going to interact with a crowd, and and, and everything is improv. And uh, uh, and then and then there's the character-based people, you know. And uh, they just they they need to bring the the voices that are in and the the characters that are inside their head and bring them out. And uh, it's yeah, I don't I don't agree when anyone says like. I, I hate stand-up comedy, or that guy sucks. Like, it might be your, it might be your, your style. style. You know, That's just yeah. yeah. So, there's been so many of them. Like, <laughs> I keep harking back to it, but now I'm really thinking about all the shit I've done to go see stand-up comedy. Like, you would never th- like fucking San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
I remember being in San Diego. I was by myself. I went to a Lexon Fire show. I remember that now. And it's because I'm like the only Canadian that was loving it, and then no one had a clue who the fuck they were. You say that like an acid flashback. <laughs> it just came back to me, Jim. Well, no, it's just because I remember looking for. I, that's one thing I've always loved about stand up comedy is that you can find entertainment wherever you go. Every city has a fucking comedy club. And even now. Here's a plug for Bailey's. Fort Mac has one as well. Just hopefully, just once a month for now, or twice a month for now. Um, and I remember just looking at. It, I have no clue where the fuck San Diego is or how it's laid out, but I just see San Diego Comedy Club or American Comedy Club, whatever the fuck it was. So I went mm-hmm. to the cab and I'm like, "Take me here." Fifty five dollars later, it's on the complete opposite end of the city in some <laughs> fucking suburb, and I'm like, I'm, "This is how Toski dies." Because <laughs> I don't know where this guy is taking me. I just pointed him to the fucking. Ma- then it was a phone book because we're only talking about yeah. 06, right? And I'm like, "Take." me here one of the best nights of my life it was a call it was another I'm sure it wasn't across the border in Tijuana <laughs> got hazy after a while yeah. and they're like eat this worm <laughs> started speaking some funny language but no it was, it was another comic they had a whole bunch of them and there was another comic that was interacting with the crowd and it was uh, another stand up joke in my head it was just like <clears throat> so where are you or what ethnicity are you from and the guy's like white He's like, well, no, like, where, where are you from? Like, what are you, Whitea? No, you're not from Whitea. And I, just, I remember that so vividly because I remember just laughing my ass off over it, right? And I don't know. I, I, that's one thing that I bond so well with stand-up comedy is you can go wherever you're at, you can go to a stand-up comedy show, and there's your form of entertainment. Me and my brother, San Diego, uh, we are not San Diego, Seattle. We were in the Vancouver for the Olympics. Day off, we fucking motored to San Diego, and I've been in a fucking underground comedy club for about four hours watching these guys fucking make people laugh yeah. and it's great and they're pushing yeah no never mind. oh no no go ahead man go now, ahead. like they're pushing like issues and like getting dialogue about serious things mm-hmm. but it's coming through a funny direction so it's not really that it's it's not really that uh that harsh right so like uh is there such a thing as a preachy comic like is there um, maybe i've never ran into one uh without realizing it i guess <laughs> i'm well, sure there are <laughs> I, 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 I once saw a Christian comic at a at a show when I was doing my practicum in radio in St. Paul, Alberta. I can't remember his name now, though, but it turned into a sermon. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, and I was just uh, totally just weirded out just because I, like I said, grew up on the stand, stand-up comedy. That was never really a part of it. No. But, and, I mean, the crowd was responding. Nothing wrong with it, but I was just like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> no, like, but I, maybe some people could have taken Carlin that way because Carlin was, like, saying, hey, look how screwed up everything is. Look how corrupt the uh, society is. You're, all, you're yeah. all a bunch of slaves and everything like that. <laughs> and, you know, back then, probably the majority of the population would be like he's preaching to us talking down it's only a small little like, yeah no you're um, absolutely right but then uh, and then he's got his wordplay shit pits motherfucker which is you know yeah. back and brings everyone back into the room yeah. but uh, like uh, but now those concepts and you know being the slave and going to work like it's kind of but he was the first to kind of pretty like put that out especially to uh, you know white the, culture and stuff like the that the first but. time he ever said my god's got a bigger dick than your god yeah. <laughs> that's like you know he's like whoa who the hell is this guy like he said some crazy stuff and you gotta remember Carlin there was a lot of that stuff was done in the 60s too man oh, and yeah. that was like what yeah, what did yeah. he just say yeah. Like whoa! Like he, he was what, he, what he said back then is incendiary to some people today. Still, yeah, like, it's just yeah, master. Like, you want to talk about like if there was ever a George Carlin religion? I swear to God, it would probably be the thing. There is like there's people yeah. that follow him. 
to what he says is gospel. So I'm just thinking back to uh, maybe there is fucking bunch that's of a good people example. who are like, Crazy comic. No, yeah. Yeah, well, um, you, you got the usual like breaking down the relationships. So like, Louis C.K. breaks down relationships and the dynamics between how boys and girls are different and everything like that. Yeah. And then you've got uh, a guy who hits like I, I really like him, and he takes on the the hardest topic to ta- take on, and that's criticizing women, and that's Bill Burr. And how, and maybe, maybe how it's men come might not off. be yeah. treated as well, or something like. And it's such a difficult thing to do because, uh, because the vast majority of what happens in this world are women are just shat, they're shit on, you know, like that's that's pretty much it. But there are good guys in pockets of the modern world that are being shit on too. And but he attacks it, and he does it in a room where people are taking girls out on dates and they take them to a comedy club and you can't shit on women in a comedy club because that guy's not going to get laid <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard you cannot bring up these things going and, and she's sitting looking at her date going yeah, you better not be laughing at that you better not be laughing at that but that's the brilliance of like Bill Burr <laughs> yeah. he makes everyone laugh and he's and he's taking on so he's pushing some serious issues well that are you know and you hit the nail on the head with that because one of my absolute favorites and there's so many of them so I shouldn't say absolute favorites because I'll just I'll say in another 20 minutes and be like oh he's my absolute favorite too uh, but Christopher Titus Stupid, absolutely anyway. love Christopher yeah. Titus comedy Even and you want to talk about TV relationships show the same way. oh fuck I totally missed that Titus show that was oh, oh so dark heaven. at the end of every episode he just hits on this super dark note and you're just like it hits you like a Baseball that's always, the been, that's always and you been love his it, bit, yeah, right? No, like his so his special love is evil or mm-hmm. evil. It was one of the ones hit so like uh, again. It's the headspace I was at probably when I watched it, but it hit so close to home that I I memorize it almost, right? And he said that same thing. He's like, I'm going to talk about women here tonight, and don't look. If you're on a date, don't look at them. Eyes up here. <laughs> don't turn your head. Because if you turn your head, that's acceptance, and that's your, ah. He's right. Ah, and you're not going to, and you're going to get shit on tonight. So as soon as you mentioned that, that again, yeah. brought me back to to one of my. He's absolutely incredible, and I guess that's why like stand up comedy and podcast maybe goes so well together because like you hear a lot of these guys that do normal podcasts, mm-hmm. and they're essentially like Kevin Smith some of the Smith, best podcasts everyone says oh like everyone's like so Kevin Smith is not a comedian I'm like you watch some of his Q&A's probably the most funniest shit you'll ever see mm-hmm. and he's just talking mm-hmm. I guess that's why I kind of see him as a, a well, bit of a and role and that was model, like right? proto podcast style yeah, right like the, the tours that he do and he still tours a little bit but it's it's dressed up a little bit more but I remember him like even just going to uh, U of A and Nate and stuff in Edmonton he was there I think three years in a row at some point yeah. in some lecture somewhere and like it's all just the same stuff he just answers people's questions and, and that's where I blew your mind himself. when I said uh, I was into Kevin Smith. And you're like, oh, so when we first started chatting, and you're like, I, I am watched. too. And you're like, I, I, I've, I've never seen Clerks. And you're just like, <laughs> I got to know Kevin Smith from his Q and A's yeah. before I got got into seeing his films. Right, and I'm yeah, just like, okay, like, I've heard of Clerks. I just never watched. It's just it, like right? the way he describes different Batman's. Like, who's Batman to you? Is he Adam West or is he uh, Christian Bale? Right, yeah. everybody's got a different Batman, and uh, it's funny. Bad people have a different. <laughs> people have a different. Uh, oh, he's going to be Kevin the shit Smith. on fucking Batman. I tell you that. Well, I mean, Kevin Smith is pro <laughs> Batfleck. That's for sure. What's your favorite comedy? Let's get some good, uh, favorite um, iconic comedy moments from I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I am considerably older than everybody sitting at this table, so 
I'm going to take I'm going to take you back to the days <laughs> of early radio. But I remember seriously falling asleep and listening to the Royal Canadian Air Force. Wow. Uh, so and and I'm talking the, yeah, like the original cast yeah. you know, the Royal Canadian Air Force. And, and and comedy and, and, and I'm stealing this right from them. So any laughs that I'm gonna get from this, boom, it's all it's all them. Uh, I remember they used to have this the one of the guys would do the interview with uh, Dave Broadfoot and he was big Bobby Clobber. And you would talk like this <laughs> like a stunned hockey player, like they're not now. Uh, so he's like, So big Bobby, is it true that the boys on your team are taking drugs? And he was like, No, big Dave, it's not because they always put them back. <laughs> so, so I mean that, that I mean I grew up on uh, Cheech and Chong. Like yeah. I remember like when Cheech and Chong was new. Like, I was like, woo, this stuff is great. I was like 11, 12 years old. Was that a show first, or was it always no, music? No, they did oh, it, was, it, was, it, was it was albums. It was albums, man. Yeah. Oh, I remember the, the album, You've Been Ripped Off. If you can find the original album of You've Been Ripped Off, side A is yeah. all just really good comedy sketches, and side B is... You've been fucking ripped off. This is nothing here. Yeah, exactly. No, no, man. You, know, the, you, you think there's going to be a joke coming, but there's not. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Oh man. Yeah, I heard they were doing. They they started out like just doing as it was a live show, and then they started doing records, just like stand up comedians yeah, were. Yeah. But, and uh, and uh, and yeah, and then it just blossomed from there. Who knew? Like two guys just getting together, oh, one Canadian man. and a guy from California, and they're down there together, and you know, uh, and then they go. Oh wait a minute! Didn't they start up in uh, in Vancouver? They got. Uh, Ah, it's been a while since I, I listened to all like XM comedy show stuff. That, so. that that's the old stuff that I was in. I, like. I remember like when you guys were talking George Carlin, and I, I I remember one sketch he used to do, uh, Wonderful Wino in Western Walla Walla. Have you got any Wonderful <laughs> Wino yeah. in Western Walla Walla? I'm just trying to think. Was comedy more so ingrained in the Canadian culture than it was in the states? Like Bob and Doug McKenzie. Fucking Royal Canadian Air Force. He's on my Facebook, by the way. The real, like, if you go to my Facebook, the Dave Thomas on my Facebook yeah. is the fucking real Dave. That's Thomas. Dave Thomas. It's uh, yeah. We he 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 befriended me. I it's a long make a long. I'll tell you later, man. But that's the real Dave. We're Thomas. on a show. Maybe you did on a podcast. <laughs> you can tell us now. How the fuck do you know he, Dave Thomas, man? He, he was he was against the Keystone XL pipeline. Oh wow! When, when, when I first got here, I was like, because you know, like I'm super community, and I was. Yeah. Here like three weeks, and he spoke out about it. And I'm like, no way, I'm gonna track this guy down because I got in at nine o'clock, and he said it at like nine o five in the news. Like, <laughs> so all day long, like I called friends of mine in Toronto, lawyers, <laughs> people like booking agents, everything. I called his production company. Said, Hi, is Dave Thomas there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just do that? Yeah, it's I just like, Dave oh, Thomas, please. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, don't ever call the White House on election day. That's illegal. But I, I called everywhere I could possibly get. <laughs> To, wow. to, to find to find this guy, and, and I was leaving my phone number and, and everything else. And next thing you know, because I, I I just got to the radio station, I didn't have a desk or anything. Actually, up to the time I left, I never had a desk. You can ask because you guys all know Hawkness who <laughs> yeah. worked there. We, we used to split a desk, and I went, "Screw this! I'm just going to take the studio." So <laughs> so anyway, they come in. 
Dave Thomas is on the phone for you? And I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, Dave Thomas called? I'll take that call. Yes. <laughs> so I, I instantly hit record, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, before we even start talking, like, I'm a big fan. He's like, man, you must be, because you've been trying to track me down everywhere. Like, my fucking phone is lighting up. Who do you know? Yeah. <laughs> So it was Shit. it was like it was crazy man. So we talked and, and his whole thing was uh and we, we talked earlier about the Bob Doug McKenzie stuff and things like that, but he he was worried about the Keystone XL pipeline. I said he said I'm not worried about Canada. He said Canada's got the every, everything uh in in uh, in place for safety for everything that everything's cool. He said in the states it's a freaking free for all, man, and that's what I'm worried about because he said now I'm in the states and he said like I am now starting over with a second family and he's got young kids down there and they're Americans and he's thinking about them and that's be- because their laws aren't the same as our laws. So that that that's what it was concerned. But that's how I met that's Dave Thomas, man. Yeah, and and since. He's, he sends me messages once in a while, and I send them to him. It's like, are you kidding Ooh, me, man? This is crazy. The, I'd love to get him up here. Are you kidding? That'd be wicked. <laughs> but I'm just wondering now, like, like, I, okay, I guess Chief and Sean, like, we've had Bob and Doug McKenzie, we've had Kids in the Hall, we have Royal Canadian Air Force, Second City, like, like the Toronto cast, oh, of Second yeah, City. Yeah. That can't, like, like, this yeah. is all ingrained in Canadian culture. Is America the same way? I, I, well, I guess they got SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Lauren Michaels, where's he from? Well, and Lauren Michaels has <laughs> produced. Half of those shows you just listed, yeah, so, like, he's more on the Canadian side of anything. Yeah. I just I just realized that how ingrained comedy is in because I, I like that was CTV. Well, fucking, and it's funny that you I'm like World Canadian Air Force. I was like it's farce. I'm like I don't get. Oh it. man, bizarre man. You guys remember John Absolutely. Biner, Super Dave Osborne, yeah. Super like, Dave. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. That oh was, my god. I love watching that vintage stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it was vintage for me growing up, but like I couldn't get enough bizarre, and I couldn't get enough Super Dave Osborne, and uh, I was I was I was kind of uh, upset. To find out that we didn't actually get Super Dave Osborne here for the air show. For when I first heard it, like somebody was just like, Super Dave's coming. I'm like, yes. And then I checked the website and I'm like, it's <laughs> cool. He's a pilot, which Super Dave could never fly a plane, I'm sure, but that's he's awesome. not the same guy. That's awesome. I never even made the connection. <laughs> Shit, that's funny. Super Dave is coming up for the air show. This well, just, I swear, it was like, <laughs> somebody like popped around the corner and like, look, it would be the same as somebody saying Weird Al's coming to town. I'd be like, yes, bring him. <laughs> I heard that today. You're what you call it, man. You're you're doing this as in retro. I'm listening to this going, I remember that first run. Oh, man. I still, I got to find that, like, I wanted to use the sound effect from Bizarre to, like, bleep out swears and things. If I get a rude call or something like that. The funniest sounds. They might be like, huh? Like, they're not the usual beeps you hear today. Okay, so I have this image of Bizarre, but I think it's the wrong one. What is Bizarre? Bizarre is a variety show. It's like half sketch comedy, some music. Is that the one with those ghouls with the fucking Dracula? Like that weird Dracula No, thing? no, you're, you're talking about the hilarious house of Frightenstein. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, this is the first time I ever saw boobs on TV. <laughs> on Bizarre. Bizarre. Did they just let that shit go, or what? Uh, like, it was after 10 o'clock. Oh, I said, okay, it was a late Maybe it was show. Benny Hill. When yeah. it got rude. Met- yeah. Benny Hill, my yeah. Ma, yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's see, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> can't even freaking speak. He's like living it all over again. I remember I was thirteen and I saw boobies. That's what's happening in his head and out of his mouth is coming. I was a Well, I just like I said, I remember all those fucking CBC shows. And I'm just, I'm, I'm now wondering. I'm like, the Canadians were kind of brought up on this fucking on well, this. I was going to say, I, I don't know if it was different. I mean, because I can't speak to it, but at the same time, I feel like they had their late night 
hosts. Like, yeah. how many yeah. late night hosts did we have in that heyday? Yeah. Like Jack Parr, and like, you can go back that far. Like, I'm actually reading the history of the Tonight Show now, uh, and then into Carson, and then Len- I mean, as much fun as you want to poke at Leno, uh, he 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 was good in the early early part of it. Uh, and Fallon today, like he is re he's revamping what the Tonight Show should be. Well, he's it's- he's brought a lot of SNL to it. You know, like he's yeah. brought a lot of the the. The just goofiness of yeah. being able so to do whatever you want. Yeah, it's one of yeah. my claim to fame. I was take. there for it was Jay Leno's last week on his first run. Uh, I was at the Tonight Show. I was at one of the recordings. Of it. The Barenaked Ladies were actually no the BNLs. So that was really cool. I was screamed loud to try okay, to get the connection. Okay, hold on. Was connection. this with Stephen? Is it Steve, Stephen Page? Is that his name? That, yeah, was, that, was, that was pre then. Coke. Yeah, pre yeah, yeah, it was pre everything. <laughs> it, was pre, it was when they were number one in the fucking US. Uh, so I got to see that it was. I got to see that Leno, and one of my claim to fame is I got to see the very last. Uh, I got to see the last Conan show uh, on the Tonight Show strictly by fucking chance. I was just there. We had it booked, and it was literally the day before they announced that this is going to be Conan's last Tonight Show. So I was there for for those two. And uh, like I said, that's I just that's my little, awesome. my little claim to fame. I'll never forget Conan's speech ever. Uh, that I've, I've, I'm in fucking tears in the crowd. <laughs> so I'll always be a Conan fan. But I yeah. I like Jet. I like Leno in his first run. I didn't really like his second run. But I Leno, like I said, like him or hate him, he was the Tonight Show through. Yeah. Fucking back, back when I watched SNL and then it's like I mean, and he he was like. Mentioning the older guys, he I, th- I feel like he was the one that had the most uh, callback to like the old style of. Well, do we see anyone show. speaking of stand up? Do you ever see Jay Leno's stand up? I've tried oh. to search some of his yeah, stuff, yeah, but I, I don't think I. The other day, it's yeah. different. It's it's yeah. fucking really different. Like, and, and considering that, I didn't yeah. really realize how big he was because, to me, I got into Leno. I think when he was a few years into the Tonight Show, or that's when I started getting old enough to realize what I was watching. I didn't realize that he got that gig because he was such a huge fucking comic. Oh man, have you ever seen Bob Saget stand up? <laughs> okay, I, okay, because because if you're expecting the guy from America's Funniest Home Videos, oh no, that's the, the first time I heard him say. And I grabbed her by the titty, and it was like, yeah. "What?" I what? fucked Timmy Gibbler. It's just like, yeah. "Wow, what?" Yeah, you're not I, lying. Uh, I wanted to, uh, if uh, you get back to, yep. like, if there was something here, because I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the show because I'm, I'm so driven. Just, to, I want to say something to if anyone is thinking about getting up and doing stand up, you just have to do it. You just have to go. You're gonna be absolutely scared the first time. Uh, but after you, when you get off the stage, whether it was a good experience or a bad experience, uh, you're gonna be w- very, very relieved. I know I was. Mm. I, I was just, I was so relieved. I was just so like, you well, did that wasn't as bad. I didn't burst into flames. And uh, <laughs> and then the second time it was okay. Then you're starting to listen to yourself, and your mm-hmm. mouth isn't as dry. And then the third time you realize, holy crap, I have to get better really, really quickly because <laughs> these stupid, these fart jokes and the dirty things that are kind of. You know, they—they're not going to last. They're not—they're just, you know, toilet humor. But you have to do that stuff to get your confidence to then find your voice and then find your, you know. It's, it's very much a technical. It can be a very technical. Oh job. yeah, oh yeah. Like I've uh, like there was one comic I watched, and he would always after every punchline he'd slap the mic, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? That's how he listened to himself. He, that's how he would do his segments. Whenever he hit the mic, that's segment one, segment two, segment three. And this is how we critique himself, judging by how well it went over with the crowd. Yeah. But can comedy be that technical? Like, I've seen shit bomb. Oh, and then time. the same material 
kill literally the next night. Yeah. Uh, There's so well, many yeah. variables. There's so many variables. It could be the crowd. Oh, it could be you. It could just be the energy of the room. It well, could be yeah. what was on the news. So that how day. technical can it be then? Like how much can you it's like yourself as for a comic? Me, it's like throwing a baseball. Yeah. Like so uh, the mechanics of throwing a baseball or it's always going to be the same. So you're not going to be able to work on you know, uh, you know, the curveball, your aim, or anything like that, until you know that you have to lead with your elbow first and then snap your wrist. Yeah, that's pretty. So there is a there is a bit of a mathematical equation to the delivery, and then it's up to you as an individual and artist to say, okay, what's personable? What's uh, what's personal about me and about this delivery and about what I'm actually talking about? And uh, and and then and then you give it your own punch. That's what you have. But there there actually is the there's a system, and it can take the the romance out of it. But yeah. if you uh, sometimes you you learn it by not knowing what's going on, and sometimes you analyze what other people are doing and seeing that and see that pattern. But you, and and then but you can't it can't all just be math. Yeah, you have to bring something there, and you have to be able to surprise people, and you have to have you have to be funny, right? Mm. So, oh, I mean, you could follow the formula of the setup, and then. A small laugh, and then the body small laugh, and then the punchline big laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and try to work that into sixty seconds or, or ninety seconds, so you get enough laughs per minute, mm-hmm. so people want to be interested in your show mm-hmm. and, and want to continue to listen. But you, you, you can write whatever you want, but you. If you deliver it like this, yeah. you should expect a result like this. The same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is that, like, because you look at it nowadays, and I don't know, well, I guess Carnegie Hall, like, I'm just saying, like, comics nowadays, and I say nowadays, and it was a few years ago, but Dane Cook, like him or hate him, dude's selling out Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. right? We're talking fucking, he's 25,000. Speaking to somebody, right? Yeah, yeah like, we're yeah. 25,000 people yeah. for a comedy show. Yeah. At one point, that was unfucking heard of. You're getting people that's maybe 1,000. Give you know what I mean, and now you're, they're selling out fucking arenas. Yeah. The Just for Laughs tour is what I used to frequent going to Edmonton, and that was in the Jubilee. So that's what twenty five hundred. Like these aren't small. Like you're you're not talking about a, a when you say com a comedian, it's not some fucking no. two hundred bar show bar. Not that it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying like the possibilities are endless of how you want to steer this career. And it's and it can be very and it can be very rewarding because as long Fuck as yeah. you're not shooting it up, snorting it up, and drinking it. Uh, you can control everything and you might have a booking manager you might have this and that but the middlemen are out of there and if you've produced your own show well you know maybe you're paying the lighting and the venue and stuff like that so you know you can uh, there's things there that that's that's what I always appreciated about comedy because it's it's I could I could do what I really really wanted to do and no one got to really change it and the only people who really told me who that it needed to change or that wasn't good enough was the crowd yeah. and then that was it it wasn't like a casting agent or uh, somebody else saying you know mm-hmm. you have to cut your hair or you have to wear this now or you have to be tanned or you get out of the sun it's for you know yeah. you, this is a vampire show or something yeah, like yeah. that like and jumping on you gotta be more white yeah <laughs> yeah and, say, and seeing my friends that you know they're doing that stuff and they're very committed and it's an art form you know for acting that just never really uh, never really hit it with me but you know being up on stage and just it's just design your own show I, yeah. I can see the appeal to it right? yeah 
So, but there's audience etiquette too, and people yes. have to realize what's going on. Like when the comedian's on stage, and, and and my wife warned me when I came here is don't drop so many f bombs this time, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> like this guy is the person you paid to listen to. Like yeah. They, yeah. they just didn't grab. And now here's Buddy with the beer. Come here, Buddy. Here, take the microphone and talk for forty minutes. Have a good time. Yeah. yeah. No, this this guy practiced this and rehearsed it, and you paid to see him. And and I hate it when people are in the back talking like it, it absolutely drives me crazy yeah. yeah and and hecklers oh dear god you're here, not funny yeah no you're you know you're not funny you're not adding to the show it's not no it's it's not good and and i i just the best one i ever heard was i think it was sam kinnison and this guy heckled him and he went oh hold on we're gonna stop the fucking show right here we're gonna stop your mom told me you were gonna be here tonight yeah 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 your mom told me you were gonna be here yeah she told me that well she was swallowing my cum how do you like that how do you like that do you think that's funny I got, it gets worse from here it does it gets worse yeah you wanna come at me again buddy come on let's go no I've, anyway. I've been at shows with hecklers and it's, it's like I said you're literally not funny you're literally no. wrecking the show even though the guy could be bombing you're now yeah. making it 10 times fucking worse and uh, a little bit drunk i might have been the heckler once or twice <laughs> and you you think you get that crowd behind you'd be like i'm gonna be the next thing since fucking sliced bread <laughs> and you, you make that call and it's like you get one or two laughs and then you feel like the fucking jackass right and well it's also because i mean you just raised a good point sometimes two people have a couple extra you know sometimes mm-hmm. there's a little bit of over serving that goes on and uh, you know people trying to have themselves a good time it's up to the people that are around them too like if you're with a heckler just give them the like shut the fuck up, up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shut the fuck up and that's also the the great thing about amateur nights there's not really that many there's not very much heckling that actually happens really so like no. open mic nights like everyone's on your <laughs> well, side the because, crowd is going to be on stage with you, know, you at some point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah your friends have come out to see you mm-hmm. go up for for the first time Absolutely. and so you know uh, it's uh, so getting out and starting comedy isn't as as scary as you as you think it might be, you know. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it hasn't uh, hasn't happened to me yet, thankfully. But I've only ever been involved in like amateur competitions and you know open mic nights and semi pro nights, and that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. right? So, um, What's so the biggest room you played for, a couple hundred, um, too much. Uh, the open mic in Ottawa's Yuck Yucks on Elgin was uh, probably the biggest, and then uh, the comedy room in New West in uh, in Vancouver. I do not. Uh, wow, I think it's changed its name, yeah. but uh, that was a, so that was a couple hundred people. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. It was a proper it was a proper night, but yeah. uh, mm, cool. uh, that was. Uh, it was good. It was a good experience, and uh, you get you get to, comedians are, are strange people, and this is how I was. Uh, it's like being it's like being a girl in high school to be a guy in comedy because because <laughs> you you meet other like guys who are in comedy and they're like oh my god you're really really funny I fucking hate that guy <laughs> like, don't, don't you dare laugh at any of his stuff like he's an idiot he's Just such a hack I was like oh no no good set man good set <laughs> so uh, why <laughs> It's what? true, and here here's the rule: you could be on the tour with the guy first to TV wins. So that's the fucking if you if you got a TV special and you were on tour with three guys and you stole their jokes, first to TV wins. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's no. A- so the only advice I, I guess I would ever take is just uh, like from another comedian is generally I, I go and I ask the girls. 
mm-hmm. I ask the female comedians because mm-hmm. they have, have had the hardest crawl and, and no things like they, they've got even the concept that women are not supposed to be funny right yeah. or women can't be funny without being dirty and like uh, you know sexually charged mm-hmm. and everything like that so yeah. I like one of my favorite comedians is uh, Maria Bamford like she's oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really 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 like her she's yeah. just really original does her characters mm-hmm. and does her own thing and has a lot of confidence and uh, um, so yeah no that's, that's there's a lot of really great female stand-ups now and, and I mean there you do get the ones and I, like it's a shame when anybody fits into any kind of stereotype but you do get the ones that are like the difference between men and women is <laughs> oh man uh, how many that CDs did you keep in her truck Cindy like it's just you know and you're like oh this is awful but there are so many that are really really good and with different styles like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier how like people just have a different style I mean like winner of one of the instances of Last Comic Standing Eliza Schlesinger I don't even know how to say her name but she Schlesinger yeah it, it's, it says it on Netflix no one knows when you check up her, her special war paint she's fantastic uh, if you've seen any Reno 911 you've mm-hmm. definitely seen Natasha Leggero she is absolutely Gabriel hilarious Gabriel Iglesias I think is one of the hottest ones yeah and I say hottest ones but I don't think he's done a special since a couple of years but uh, I don't know it's 2013 like I, I'm big into him right now because I'm totally into the whole I, as you can probably tell, I'm drawn to Kevin Smith, John Panette, fucking Gabriel. I'm into the fat All the comedy, guys right? From Parks and Rec, man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that plays. Uh, I'm talking about Ron Swanson. No, no, no. Well, he's he's super funny anyway. No, uh, oh my god, I forget his name. He, I just watched a special with him. Um, he plays the one that's always at, in the clubs and stuff like that in Parks and Rec. If you guys remember that, uh, guy. Aziz, Aziz, show. yes, 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 yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's amazing. His stand up is really funny. Yeah. I get into a lot of these comics, oddly enough, by listening to podcasts, and that's how I heard of Aziz. I've seen him in some of the shows. I didn't really watch his stand up until I heard a podcast with him with Mark Maron. Yeah, and his Marin. goal is to do the same thing with Christopher Titus. He wants to do original material constantly constantly original material at least once every year and mm-hmm. that's Aziz has kind of the same thing where he wants to do a special every year yeah. completely utterly original he's like because one of the things that always pissed him off with some of the older comics they would do the same bit for years yeah, i.e. Yeah, yeah, Seinfeld yeah. who was openly stated this yeah. had the same material for what the whole their whole show run plus a bit more like it was 10 plus years where he used the same material back when YouTube didn't exist, so people didn't actually hear. Yeah, yeah new yeah. crowd. You know what time. I mean? Like even Christopher Titus now only does a string of tours on the one program. You get to watch it on fucking YouTube, so then you go watch him, and it's yeah. like, well, it's the same fucking jokes. You know what I mean? But again, that's where crowd energy and stuff like yeah, that comes yeah. into play. Um, I think personally that a, a comedy night, amateur comedy night in this town, would be successful, and I think the four of us at the table. We're gonna put off a fucking great show that we're gonna do. <laughs> oh yeah! Awesome. Okay, I I want to be the MC. I don't want to be one of the comedians. I just want to say these guys are nut bars for trying this out. Well, no, uh, there was uh, it, like. There was one girl from uh, the Black Horse. I don't know her name right now, but she was big in one because she was asking me about it. She uh, was beautiful. I <laughs> She loved me every time I fucking gave her twenty. She loved me. <laughs> uh, but no, I think there's enough interest in it. Like, how are the turnouts for these Bailey's events? The one that I went to was 
just pretty much packed. I mean, there was a few tables that right at the back that uh, filled up as the show was going on and everything. But like, the thing is, is that even even if it wasn't filled uh, right up to the brim, like standing room only, everybody that was there was glued. You know, like they were captivated. And uh, and that, that's something that happens rarely in Fort yeah. Murray. I mean, you take a look at yeah. all kinds of different nights, karaoke nights, open uh, mic nights, like mu- music wise, and you get you know you don't get undivided attention ever. You get yeah, no. half the people's attention half the time if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. And uh, whereas you know this comedy night, it really captured everybody in the room. It's kind of like uh, more like going to a play or th- or going to even just see a movie, right? Everyone's directed in the same direction and going on the same ride. Yeah, uh, and it's it's. You know, not like that, and, and and that I've seen recently in Fort McMurray at all. So it's an experience to be had. Like, come out. What about the <laughs> nights you were in? Uh, not not bad of a crowd. It was uh, about three quarters of the way full on the last one, uh, and the comedian, the headliner that was there, I actually got a chance to see him on YouTube. I had like a best of package, and he did do some of the stuff that he did in there, but there was a lot of new, really good new material too. Um, so yeah go and check this out man because they have got a great setup there the way that they have the stage situated uh, they, they turn off the TVs like not every club does that and it's so hard That's to huge. work when that happens right so uh, make 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 that happen and for God's sakes leave your cell phone in your freaking pocket just turn it <laughs> off the best one I was at the comic strip about two months ago and uh, I was at a Bobby Lee show and, <laughs> and Buddy was in the front row texting and Bobby Lee says, oh, he's right in the middle of a joke. But then he goes, dude, you're not fucking texting in the middle of my show. Oh, no, no. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. And Buddy's like, oh, no. I'm not going to break your phone, man. I promise you. I'm afraid everybody, I can't break your phone. Just give me your phone. He takes his phone. He goes, okay, first of all, I'm going to take a picture. This is what an asshole looks like. <laughs> he said, so what am I going to do with this phone? I'm going to do with, oh, I know what I'm going to do with your phone. I'm going to fuck your phone. And he stuck it in his pants and started gyrating. He goes, oh, my dick's on there right now. My dick's touching your phone. And he pulled it out. And he went to hand it back to the guy. And he's like, no, I'm not putting it on the fucking table. You take it, motherfucker. You take that phone. I want you to hold that. Touch my dick. That's it. So don't text while you're at the show. Like I you hit the nail on the head, Jerry, with audience etiquette. There is yeah. definitely some fucking rules to follow being being an audience member. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> That's Bobby Lee. That guy is just oh, born man. to be... Uh, you know, doing that. He's just he's just absolutely nuts, that guy. He's yeah, I can't even I haven't even seen enough of his stand up comedy. There's never enough of Bobby Lee. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the name of a stand up comedian from way back, like back when I was watching Just for Laughs and Comedy at Club fifty four, but I remember he used to do a thing, uh, and it was like part of his thing is he's like, I'll make you a deal. Like if you don't heckle heckle, you know, you can laugh along, you can make a comment or whatever, but like as long as you guys give me my time, I'll give you some time and we'll play stump the stump the comedian. So, you know, the whole idea was if you could come up with a joke that he didn't already know the punchline to, he would refund your ticket price or buy you a drink or a round of drinks, something, yeah. right? Yeah. He'd reimburse. And uh, and as far as I could see, anytime I saw him on a special, he could never be stumped. He'd never be yeah, stumped? He knew them all. Oh, Every all, single yeah. one. Yeah. The um, Bailey's Pub, uh, uh, what is it called? Sorry, man, I'm, I got to that Stonebridge Hotel? No, Bailey's Pub, A Night of Laughs at oh, Bailey's okay. Pub, June 27th and 28th. The headliner is Brian Stollery. We didn't mention earlier, uh, at least I don't think we did, uh, he's from Calgary. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, right on. Cowtown. Good old Canadian. So, I don't know, one of those things, too, that really renaissance with me with comedians is when they do their homework and know where they're talking and know where they're at. Yeah. One of the biggest, uh, Ron James, I was a big fan of. He actually did a few live shows up here. And one of the best jokes that I heard him do 
I remember being in the front row with a fucking girlfriend, and one of the punchlines of the jokes where he kept he's talking about the fucking oil can and, and how rough and tumble it is. <laughs> I was getting the biggest laughs of the night, and then and then one of the it's, it, it, audiences already kill themselves at that joke, whichever it was. And then he kept saying, "Oh, they're bringing him in from camp, for fucking button down the hatches or something like that." And that just tip the audience over to the edge because he knows the town yeah. right and I know it's a lot harder it's a lot harder as, uh, done than said uh, but I find uh, the comedians that actually give that personal touch so to me if we go down to Bailey's one night we do an amateur night and people start talking about the comedic parts of Fort Mac it's going to be a killing and it's going to be mine so copyright Todsky that's going to be mine copyright Todsky but yeah June 27th 28th Brian Stollery at A Night of Laughs Bailey's Pub tickets only 10 bucks Who's hosting? Uh, has yet to be determined. Might see Toski and Steve Reeve. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Steve, Steve will hold your hand. He's okay. <laughs> Listen to this guy. Well, he hosts two nights and he's a fucking pro. <laughs> Get up out there, Todd, man. I'm a fucking old pro at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it all hang out. <laughs> all three inches. All right. <laughs> Trust me. I'll be eating alive out there, Jerry. I'm scared shitless. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Steve, well, I was just going to say. Also, I mean, we've been pimping the the comedy night at the Stonebridge at Bailey's Pub uh, through the whole thing, uh, predominantly because that's mainly your access, you know, to stand up comedy in town. Uh, but I mean, I sincerely hope that there's more too. If there right? is, like, yeah, let us know uh, as well. Yeah. Um, keep your eye on Keanu uh, yep. Theater because they the big shows, yeah, because they, they'll they'll bring people, they'll bring tours coming by. No, it's not true. all the music. Shows, yeah. Sometimes they bring some great comedians, or sometimes it's a mix. Like uh, if you live here, you've probably already seen them, buddy. What's his name in the other yeah. Like that is oh, the comedy, comedy music strippers gold. Last season, did you see the comedy? No, I didn't strippers? see the comedy strippers. Oh my god, I, I had to bring them on stage, and I thought it was an actual strip show, and the women <laughs> there were disappointed. Let me tell you, they went for an actual strip show because it was comedians dressed like strippers. I never laughed so hard in my life. It was awesome. That's ahead, priceless. Sorry. No, it's true. Keanu does bring in the big show. Very good point. Uh, and like I said, that's where I seen Ron James. That's where I seen a lot of the big ones. So. And our own events. I mean, we brought uh, John Mick up a few times. Talk about local comedy. Uh, John yeah. Mick, I went to high school with him. Uh, he's based out of Edmonton now, which is, well, it, it is what it is, right? Like he moved to Edmonton. That's where he got into the scene. <laughs> no shame in it because he's certainly not the only one. No, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why I made that a thing. But, no, uh, but yeah, he's based You're out right. Edmonton. It's Edmonton, though. Yeah. Well. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so I guess not too much to be proud of. But no, we, we brought him back for uh, for a great show part of our winter reels. He was fucking hilarious. Like, and he was a judge for a film contest. And mm-hmm. He was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he um, was the most aloof judge. It was so funny. Yeah. Like, he had some great comments and stuff, but mostly he's just like, great job for coming out. Like, this is the first time seeing it. The people laughed. It's pretty good, I guess. Like, he's like, you guys want me to what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and like we we well yeah we brought up John Mick. We did the Ron Jowzel last uh, last year winter play, and then the uh, candy show the year before. So um, keep yeah, we'll definitely keep it up. But on local scene, I'd love to see some local people get up there because I know there's people out there that mm-hmm. can do it. And then once again, it's just one more thing that what is it to do in Fort Mac? Yeah, well if if we're able to get together, maybe some people putter in, you know that. You know, not mm-hmm. going to write in an email or something like that, and 
maybe they make it put an email list together and go from there and if it doesn't work out with Bailey's and you do whatever every other comedian does in every other town is uh, you go and you find another venue and you start up there and until one of the comedians does something wrong or gropes one of the waitresses and then you get kicked out of that place <laughs> and then you have to get you pr- approach another bar and say listen we still have a following of about 200 people we got you know it's gonna be good revenue on your slow nights of the week come on and then and you do you go there and it goes well but it actually it's a it's a pretty good scene and uh you know just want to get involved to get the ball rolling because there's uh there's going to be a lot of funny people out here um except for any australian because you do not have uh sense of humor as a culture (laughs) jim jeffries was a freak show (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll put the moratorium out there if you're interested in having an amateur comedy night email us show at ymmpodcast.com uh we got we got the connections right here at the table tonight i'm sure we can make it work uh some way shape or form so you really let your criminal record hang out like that just just that, that that was way too familiar no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't touch anybody. I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the it's what the warrants say. Jerry, uh, some final thoughts, sir. Uh, I, 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 it's a good thing you're talking about not touching yourself uh, in public because I just stopped doing that now. Um, then, yeah, no, come, come out support local he, comedy. You keep my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and, and and as well, uh, if you have a chance, uh, those YMM podcast film guys, those Yahoos, have that 48 uh, hour film challenge that's coming up. Um, my, my wife looked at me today and said, "Hey, why don't we do that?" And I'm like, "Well, how come we haven't done it before?" And we came up with all these excuses of why we hadn't done it before, including going to a nice concert and stuff like that. But uh, I, I don't think we came up with a good enough excuse this year. So August first, um, yeah. Uh, the musical ride's going to be in town, and I'm hosting the musical ride. Excellent. So I I want to somehow incorporate the musical ride into my <laughs> freaking show. That would be awesome. <laughs> Pretending I'm on horseback or something on the 48 hour film challenge. Are CMP here chasing me with a thing on their head. <laughs> Starting to come back to Benny Hill now. I don't know what's going on. So so I, I think we're actually going to try it. So, uh, yeah, so there's a chance for you if, if you're, you, you want to try some of your comedy out on a group of people between three and seven minutes. And I'll tell you, seven minutes is a long time yeah. to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Man, three uh, is a long time to be funny. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, try that out for sure. But, that's, uh, but, but definitely support local comedy. And definitely uh, get tickets to go go to Bailey's. It's always a great place. To and out. ten bucks now. I hosted a night yeah. it was thirty, and I thought that was reasonable. Ten, ten now. That's ten no bucks. excuse. Yeah. yeah, no excuse at all. All right, before we go, where can they find it, Jerry? Uh, you can always get me on Facebook. Just look. I, th- I do believe it's Jerry Neville One. You can get me all one word on YouTube, Jerry Neville One, uh, and on Twitter. I think it's Jerry Neville YMM. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're shaking. Yes, yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> That's I, your Twitter, I, sir. Yes. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Tarski. I appreciate that. All the help. Um, so yes, yeah, so you so you can hit me up there, and uh, you yeah. do lots of cool YouTube stuff, buddy. Keep it up. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. So oh, I'm, I'm having tons of fun, man. And uh, yeah, that's you know, get out and enjoy your community as we saw last weekend there was like 50,000 things going on where can they find you James oh well I'm not uh, set up that way but uh, if anybody wants to be friends it's James Malin on Facebook there you that's, go. Uh, you know, that's great. You can find me out of the back of Rona. I'm usually hanging out back there. Um, <laughs> Collecting bottles. <laughs> Sniffing glow. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, well, things will happen. Uh, hopefully, um, hopefully I'd like to enter something in for the 
the film challenge there. Yeah, maybe Excellent. Can't wait. Stevie? Uh, no porn. Man. Okay, no porn. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if we're giving you 48 hours, we just did a 24-hour man. That's, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you can put oh, a film together my. in two days. It can be done. Absolutely. Um, but uh, you can find me online. Uh, I think it's Facebook, it's Steve.Reeve, and then Twitter, it's Steve underscore Reeve, because they wouldn't let each other do the same thing. I don't know, something like that. But you can find me all over the internet and right on the YMM Podcast uh, website, YouTube. Each week. Yeah. That's right, too. Always oh, find us. Are you not allowed to plug the thing? Oh, that yeah, you do? no. And, and I'm also. And, and also, on daily, you can hear it on Mix 1037. <laughs> there you go. I just I wanted to throw that in there, man, because I, I don't get to do radio anymore. So <laughs> I wanted to throw it on there for you. <laughs> Afternoon Absolutely. drive. It's three o'clock. It's the best show in town. Now I can say that because Jerry don't work in the morning. Today's best music. <laughs> and you can always find us Twitter at YMM Podcast. Like I said, email us about anything uh, in general. Uh, show at ymmpodcast.com Especially if you're interested in a comedy night, I would love to be able to send Matt a list of people to be like, we definitely got enough to at least try something at some point. And don't try Todski on you, porn <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back when I was in shape. Uh, so yeah, and you of course uh, find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash ymmpodcast. Uh, we're all over the place, we're everywhere, and we're all linked to ymmpodcast.com. So, uh, for this episode of the YMN Podcast, on behalf of Matt, who had to go, Tito, who's away, Ash, who's busy, I'm Todsky. I'm Steve. <laughs> I'm Jerry. He pointed to me. I'm James, and it's light out still. <laughs> we'll see you next set. Man Entertainment Production in association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find out more at ymmpodcast.com.